We've got some hey, fresh I'm new Luis. talent. And I'm Luis. And you're listening you to the Content is Profit podcast. And we spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. Oh, yeah. If you want to learn how to turn that content into profit, just go to contentsprofit.com. There's a surprise in there for you. Oh, yeah. Baby, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Today, we have an incredible guest. Tell me more. It's one of these days. These amazing days where we go into PodMax and we meet some incredible people. I know. And today we're going to be talking about diving into the event and entertainment world. Oh, can't wait. We just recently learned that creativity, actually, it's a huge part of this. So I can't wait. We love anything about creativity. I love love this topic because not many of you know that I actually started my life after like after school in the in the events industry and I'm, i might share this a little bit on why and how with what company uh but please guys go ahead and subscribe hit smash that subscribe button follow the the show in your favorite platform we are literally everywhere you can find us at biz bros go that is right and if you find this episode impactful and it helps you or somebody that you know move a step closer towards your goal please don't forget to share it and leave a five-star review thank you special episode alert we partner with potmax to share the stories of some of the amazing people that are shaping our future people that are taking their ideas and turning them into reality these stories are meant to empower you to build the future you want oh yeah mm. today's guest is a leader in the world of special events and hospitality, an expert in event concepts as well as sales and branding. She is known for her creative ideas, client relationships, and attention to detail. She sounds like Supergirl, you know? She I sounds know. pretty impressive. I pretty love, impressive. I love. Uh, does she have a superpower, Fonzie? Indeed we do. Talking it's about Supergirl. What say what? I mean, her superpower is creativity. That's so much better than your superpower. It, it is, indeed. Yeah. I'm just going to say My that. superpower is just my beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, some people will say your sexy voice, but I don't know. I appreciate uh, it. She is super proud of starting her own business in 2007. That's very, very, very impressive. He's very proud of her family. She was telling us a little bit about her kiddos, how they're sleeping right now, but they might show up in the, in the feed. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe we'll say hi to them. You know, she gave her birth to her son eight hours after working at the Vanity Fair Oscar party. That is impressive. We might have to share that story in the show. Oh, yes, so good. Indeed. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Please welcome Gina Wade. Woohoo, Gina. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's so great to be here with you. Yes, yeah, so excited uh, to have you here. You know, we we love these PodMax episodes. We get to meet some incredible people that honestly we wouldn't, we didn't ha- know they exist. <laughs> like it is so cool because like these incredible human beings just come here and they share their stories, and then we leave so freaking inspired. At the end of the day, we just yeah. want to take over the world. And so I, I want to thank you, Gina, because, you know, you're doing that for a lot of people in a daily basis. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. That's such a kind thing to say. I appreciate that. Well, Gina, I'm very excited <clears throat> for this episode because you might be the perfect guest for my wife to finally start listening to the show. <laughs> I'm just saying. She's like, no, you guys talk to all these boring people. And, you know, I'm like, no, they're not boring. Please respect the entrepreneurship world. Okay, baby. But you're like a mix of both <laughs> entrepreneurship, you know, entertaining, like all these awesome parties and uh, different events and creativity. Oh, my God. So awesome. So, yes. Thank you for saving 
my marriage. Just going to say, <laughs> put that out there. I appreciate it, Gina. It is my pleasure. So happy to help. <laughs> Gina, so first of all, so everybody knows who is Gina Wade, right? Like, where did this entrepreneurship journey started for you? What made you say, I want to start my own business? That's a really great question. So it's so funny when I look back on my formative years and my college years, I think I was always a planner. I was always doing social things in my sorority. I was always with the person in our group of friends that would, you know, connect people, get people together, plan birthday yeah. parties, plan events. I kind of made everything sort of a theme or an event. So I think the fundamentals were always there. Yeah. I just never knew growing up that this could be an actual career. Mm -hmm. um, I also love connecting with people. I love understanding brands, how they work, who their audience is. So all of those things kind of combined brought me to the world of events. It really started for me when I worked for a company out of Miami Beach called Onboard Media. Mm -hmm. And I, at that time, was working with the cruise lines and the resorts and whatnot to encourage people to go shopping in the duty-free market. Yes. And I was very young, very blonde, <laughs> and the people that I was working with wanted me to kind of construct the sales idea based on, you know, watch seminars and gem seminars and very, very scientific. And... I knew myself well enough to know no middle-aged man is going to look at me and think that I'm a gemologist. <laughs> so I took the reins and I said, you know, I think I can sell this better if I lean into style and trends. And luckily I worked with very supportive people and I was like, can I try it my way? Because I just feel like I'm so much more authentic talking about What I'm passionate about, which is, you know, what are the jewelry trends that Jennifer Aniston's wearing or Salma mm. Hayek or oh, Viola good. Davis or whoever, whoever the hot person is yeah. at the time. And so I started doing trend seminars instead of gem seminars and my sales went off up and off the charts. Yeah. And then I started doing little parties for people to show what they purchased in the in the Caribbean and whatnot and in the shops. So again, I was always really, really good at figuring out who audiences were and how to engage them in a special event where I kind of made them the star. Yeah. Once I got done with that job, I moved to Los Angeles and got into the hospitality world and was very lucky to work for Ian Schrager at the Mondrian Hotel. And we did incredible parties there. I mean, just incredible parties <laughs> there. And from there, I moved on to Social Hollywood where I worked with Jeffrey Chattero, who owns Asia awesome. to Cuba and a very good um, partner of his who ended up being a very dear friend of mine, Melissa Richardson. And then, you know, really how it all got started for me was every job I had, I just tended to outgrow. Mm. And when I would go to my bosses and say, well, what's next on the trajectory for me? They really didn't have a path of growth for me. Mm. And at the time in 2007, I was not married. I didn't have children. So I thought, I'm just going to go this on my own and create my own business and create my own opportunities. And the sky will really be the limit yeah. and maybe new opportunities that I never even considered could be out there for me. So I started Gina Wade creative. We initially were very venue based. I went out to all the hotels and restaurants that had tried to hire me over the years, but for one reason or the other, they were too small or didn't provide a big enough challenge for me. So yeah. I went back to all of them and said, you know, I might not have been a good fit for you full time, but how would you feel about coming on board as a client 
and I will take a look at your business model, increase your sales and get you in front of event planners and brand managers and studios and people in the entertainment industry. And everybody said, yes, I was very lucky to have a large group of people that wanted to work with me. That's so cool. From there, we grew into event production. So Mm. we've produced events for InStyle Magazine, Hulu, Netflix, um, Hello Bello, just a ton of incredible brands that we feel very, very, very fortunate to have worked with. Yeah. Um, My team grew, I grew. We started doing all kinds of different sales and marketing. We started growing to experiential and that's where we're at today. So it's been an incredible ride and I've been very, very lucky and fortunate to get to work with an incredible team and wonderful supportive clients. Yeah. Wow. wow. Gina, that, that timeline. Oh, that's so awesome. In my head, I was just picturing like all these scenes, all this like, you know, like party, a, like, like a movie, Great Gatsby style movie <laughs> kind of style. And, oh, I, yeah. and, and I love it because, you know, I don't know if you know this, but we're both Venezuelans and Venezuelans tend to party a ton. And, you know, I don't know if you ever met a Venezuelan. So we're like, yes, this is our world. And, um, you know, going back, I started in the kind of like marketing slash event stuff with Red Bull back in Venezuela. And 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 that was like, oh, my gosh, I freaking. And that's why, you know, I represent my brother. It kind of hates <laughs> it. <laughs> but it's, it's all good. They're deep in, in my heart because of that, because those experiences kind of like help you meet a ton of people. And I love the fact that when you were in the in the in the cruise ship, you were like, can I do it my way, right? I don't think enough people are brave enough to actually ask that question, even though sometimes we might be like in 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 that one business, uh, maybe we're not fully entrepreneurs, but we have that itch, right? And sometimes we need to be very brave and ask like, hey, can I do this? And you, you know, you follow your heart and then you came with these amazing solutions to, you know, we talked a lot in the show about this, um, how, to, how to ride the wave of different topics and different things and different themes to mm-hmm. make sure that your message is heard. So in your case was, let me attach myself to trends, which is something that I love, I adore, I know about, and then I put sales on top of it and now create these crazy experience. And you create a ton of value for you, you create a ton of value for the company, and whoo, this is so awesome. So yeah, yeah totally the- geeking out on, on what you did there. There's actually a concept I learned just a few days ago that is called the creative intuition. And it's like when people get faced with certain problems, a lot of people that work in other companies, they just follow instructions like, okay, what should I do? Okay, let me do this X, Y, and C, which is what they wanted you to do. But I feel like you tapped into that intuition that was like, you know what? No, I think (laughs) this is the correct way. And then you work the logical aspects around that problem. And I think that is impressive. And I'm sure you have applied that to your current business model as well. And, and I would love to chat, obviously, about creativity, which is your superpower. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm curious on what are some of the lessons that you've learned by working with these huge brands? Because you have worked with some impressive companies. And I'm extremely curious uh, because, first, I love the fact that you said, I outgrew these companies, right? One of our favorite f- phrases is, your business grows to the extent that you do. Like, Entrepreneurship is like a personal growth journey, pretty much. And I feel like you realized that as you were outgrowing this company. So you decided to take on the ultimate challenge, which was starting your own company, right? And now you're tapping into these other huge brands. What are some of those lessons that you learned throughout the years? There's been so many. I mean, it, it, it's hard to, to narrow it down, but I will. <laughs> I think the first one that comes to mind is going back to what you touched on as far as doing it your way. 
I think when you're working with brands or you're working with clients, it's really important to understand their audience, who they are trying to outreach to. Now, in my earlier positions, I think one thing that made it a little easier for me was I very much fit into that audience that mm. my clients were trying to, to grab. And so I would ask myself, well, what would appeal to me? You know, what, what are the, what are the brands or the advertisement or the marketing campaigns or the sales campaigns that really resonate with me and my friends? Mm. And that's one of the reasons that when I was working with the cruise lines, when they wanted me to go up and talk mm. about gemology, I was like, if I saw a 22 year old, you know, young woman <laughs> clearly, you know, reading off a script, would yeah. that in, would that entice me to buy jewelry? Yeah. Probably not. I, you know, I'm not buying things because of the scientific makeup of the gem. I want it to look cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And be impressive and be on trend. So I think that you can't just look at your marketing campaigns or your sales pitches as, you know, I really like this unless you are particularly a part of the audience that you're trying to target. I think you have to really think about who you're trying to resonate with and what message is going to be the most impactful for them. Yeah. That's the first lesson that I learned. I think the second one worth mentioning is definitely that you have to build a very supportive team around you that works at the same pace and shares an end goal with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's also enormously important when you're building a team to understand what success means to what, what success means to your team and what fires them up and drives them to succeed and do a good job. Mm -hmm. For me, you know, my, the things that occur, you know, that inspire me to work hard and keep going and build and, and whatnot might be different than the people that work for me. So if yeah. I'm continually trying to entice them and inspire them by the things that entice and inspire me, but we're completely on different planes, then I'm not going to get the same result. Absolutely. So I think it's really important to understand who your team is, make sure you're on the same page, make sure that as a leader, you're engaging them in a way that actually is engaging to them. And I think that sometimes you have to realize that somebody that might be an incredible team member or an incredible employee at year two might not be a fit for you in year 12. Yeah. Mm. So you really have to find people that fit your needs in that moment. Yeah and encourage growth possibilities throughout your company to the people that you want to keep and stay and grow along with you. Yeah. Uh, because nobody does this alone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wow. Absolutely. So uh, we've, uh, I mean, our, our business, when we started, we started as kind of like freelancers. We, we had a vinyl sticker business five years ago when the company legally was, you know, registered here in the States, right? And then we did screen printing for a little bit. And, uh, you know, we didn't even hire a first team member till last year, actually, like 2020, right? And uh, we didn't know what we didn't know. We, we jumped from product to different things to social media, freelancing to different things. And about a year ago was when, because of this show, things started to explode and move forward for us and and an array of possibilities right so um i i i, I kind of like uh feel what you're saying right now because there's two ways like you gotta sell obviously to your clients but you also have to sell it to your team right and at first when it's just you right then you start your own business you go out and you're like 
how can I get yeses? How can I go execute, right? And then you start kind of evolving and there's this process of reiteration. I can't say that word. Iteration. Re- iteration. It- yeah. yeah, thank you, Fonzie. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then <laughs> you start adding those team members in there and then you have to sell the vision to that to, to those team members and, you know, how do I actually relate to these people? Are they actually the right person for my company, right? And that's another journey on its own and uh, it ties along the, you know, that personal development that, that we have to do as, a, as entrepreneurship. So I love that the fact that you highlighted that because it's not often that people kind of talk about that, right? Is that is like the hidden like elephant that is like about to hit you <laughs> yeah. to like every entrepreneur. <laughs> so thank you for, for bringing that into, into light. Yeah, I, I love these three lessons that you shared with us. First one is don't be afraid to do it your way. Second, understand the client's audience. I love that you were like, you know, their audience was literally me, right? So if... <laughs> I think that says a lot because a lot of people are trying to look for all these other companies. Like, what do you like? Who would you like to work with? Right? right? We we had this guest in the podcast. His name is Gavin Bell. And I remember when we told him, who's your dream customer? He's like, for me, my dream customer is someone that I can go to the pub and have a beer with. That is my dream customer. I was like, yes, absolutely. That'll be so much fun, right? Yeah. And the last lesson that you shared was build a supportive team that has the same vision. And I'm always surprised at, I don't know if it's like the synergies of the universe or what, but I love when people come into the podcast and they start talking because I feel it's always aligned with what we're like learning at the moment, right? I'm not kidding. Literally, I have this book right here right next to me. It's called What the Heck is EOS? EOS stands for Entrepreneurial Operation System and the Entrepreneurial Operation System. And it literally, the the chapter that I just read was talking about having the same vision for your team, how to relay that vision for your team so everybody's aligned with the same goals, so everybody's just pushing on the same direction, right? It's huge. So I'm, I'm curious, what are some of, you know, the, the best practices that you've noticed to get these people on board? Because, you know, you are, I agree with this, the, the term of you're the five people you surround yourself with, right? And I think you're, it, it applies in some aspect to your business as well. Like, your business grows to the, expen- the extent probably of the people that you surround your business with. So how do we get those people in the right places, right? And and this is a story that comes to mind real quick. Yesterday, I was listening to Chris Doe. He's actually a guest that we had on the podcast too. And he's kind of like head of content, a guy that has worked for him for over 10 years, quit, right? And people was like, oh no, are you upset? Are you mad? And he was sharing something along the lines that you said that it's like someone that is a fit on year two might not be a fit on year 12, right? And he's like, actually, I'm excited that he's moving on. He outgrew the company. He's on to do his own thing, better things. How can people get in that mindset? Because I feel a lot of people, when they have others that outgrow the business and they're moving on, they resent them a little bit. It's like, oh, why are you leaving me? Why are you doing this to me, right? How do we get in that mindset of abundance? I want everybody to win, including the people that are, especially the people that are in my team. Right. Well, you have to recognize, first of all, that if somebody's on your team that's outgrown their role, they're not going to, eventually they're not going to do as good of a job mm-hmm. because you might be resentful of them for leaving, but they're going to be resentful of you for keeping them. Mm. And sometimes yeah. you can find somebody, and I'm, I am the guiltiest of this, where I form, you know, true connections with the people on my team and I care about them personally, but sometimes I've tried to fit square pegs into round holes 
<laughs> and the writing's on the wall that it's not a match, yeah. that something's off. I had one particular employee that he just couldn't really figure out what he wanted to be doing. And it had nothing to do with me or my company or anything. It was more of a personal thing. He just was sort of in a little bit of a transition period in his life. Yeah. And, you know, I, I really tried to make it work. I really wanted him to be happy, but his happiness had to come from within. And unfortunately, what I started to notice that he started started to sort of bring a toxicity mm-hmm. to the office. And because I was trying so hard to, you know, placate him, it really became unfair to my other employees. And I was setting a bad example, trying yeah. to sort of like fix this one person. Meanwhile, everybody else was picking up the slack. So I think that to go back to Fonzie's question, I think the first thing to remember is when you have a great team member, a loyal team member that you put out into the world, you're basically putting an ally out into the world. Yeah. You never know when in this person's new opportunity, something's going to come across their desk that could be a great opportunity for you. Yeah. So by putting people out into the world that support us, have worked with us, that they know that we're encouraging their growth we're opening ourselves up to the possibility that they might come across a great opportunity that they put back to us. Yeah. Wow. I'm not a big fan of adversarial relationships. I know sometimes they can't be helped. You know, sometimes there's just toxic people out there that, that mm-hmm. for whatever reason, they're not going to play nice in the sandbox. Yeah. But, and there's no way around that. It is what it is. Yeah. But I think when, as a, as an entrepreneur and a business owner, you have two choices. You either find ways to grow your team along with you. Mm. Or if you've hit a plateau where people are outgrowing their roles, the best thing you can do is encourage them to go out and fly and spread their wings and build your team outside of just your immediate office <laughs> team yeah. and see that as an opportunity, not a loss. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. I, re- I, lo- I love that point of view. Let me say that. Yeah. I love that point of view of... If you, you know, they I grew, you're like, okay, time for you to, you know, go and flap your wings and build your own future. And now they become allies. That is amazing. I didn't think, I, I never looked at it that way, but they're probably going to go either to a new company or build something of their own. And, you know, that's more opportunities for both of you. That is incredible. Yeah. I, Absolutely. We had an incredible employee named Whitney who I just adored and my vision for her was to really be a long-term employee that would grow with us. She was phenomenal Mm -hmm. and she wasn't out looking for another job, but she had a friend that worked at Snapchat Mm -hmm. and a position opened up and her name was thrown in the hat and she was so nervous to tell me, but, and I was, you know, so disappointed to to lose her personally for me because we loved her so much and we still do. But now I had this great person at Snapchat, a yeah. growing business. Mm-hmm. So if I ever pitched Snapchat or set my deck to Snapchat, I could reference her and say, hey, Whitney used to be an employee of mine. Mm. And I had somebody that could be my cheerleader on the inside. So how is that a bad thing? Absolutely. Yes. The, the power of relationships, let me tell you. Yep. And I'm going to connect this to content because we all know content is profit. <laughs> Shameless mm-hmm. plug in there. But it's... When we do the podcast, is literally 
because of that. We do the podcast to build relationships, right? Mm -hmm. To connect with people like you, Gina. Right? We, like, I'm sure, like, if you ever come to Florida, I would hope so. You give us a call and then we go on a, <laughs> yes, a party, of course. Absolutely. You're <laughs> the first people I call. Yes. Let's go. But it, it, it's incredible, right? Like, I always tell people that listen to podcasts and they're, like, thinking about doing it. I'm like, do it. Like, just the fact that you're going to meet some incredible people is totally worth it. Like, if nobody ever listens to your podcast, you're going to make, you're still going to make so many friends, you know, and so many cool friends that have built stuff that, yeah. are, you know, that have, they're, they're like-minded. And that is so incredible. It, it really enriches your life. Yeah. So I, I, the I fact that you, sorry, the fact that you can do this in your own business mm -hmm. as well and have that perspective, it is so important. Yeah, well, well, I want to tag along with what you were saying. Uh, we we were ugh, we had this presentation. What's that, happened to me? It's the Red Bull. It's the Red Bull. Yes. It's happening. You need Fonzie's to stop happening. drinking that. You need to stop <laughs> drinking that. So we're we, on opposite ends. I'm on the West Coast, so after the second interview today, I'm going to be getting a venti Starbucks. Yes, so you're me here with your yes. Red Bull. I need caffeine so bad. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. So so we had like this this keynote uh, presentation that we did. That, that was uh, the podcasting profit formula, right? And I remember when we got to the audience. Side of the formula, right? Everybody's like, "Well, what if I don't have your audience? I don't have an audience." Like, and we we're like, "That's how we started, right? We we didn't have anybody listening before, right? We had my mom that doesn't know English uh, <laughs> listening, right? And she's like, oh my god, you guys sounded so great. Do you understand? No, no, I do not understand. But you guys are beautiful.' I'm like, sounds good, awesome. Thank you, mom. Uh, so here's the thing, though." your first audience member is your guest as well. You guys are sharing a message, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, in your world too is those relationships. This is just a very effective and fast way to build those relationships, right? In a legitimate way too, right? Because if we don't sync through the conversation, nothing else is going to happen later, right? But I, we highly, highly encourage people to start forming and thinking about, okay, even though your podcast or your, your publishing platform might be like a, a, a vehicle to boost the business at some sort, like, partnerships, clients, who knows, right? Focus first on that one relationship because you never know. Like because of the show, because of those relationships that that you talk about too, we've been able to to be invited to do keynotes, yeah. you know, presentations. We were invited uh, a couple of weeks ago to an event with a thousand people. We're like, wow, wh like wh where in the world, right? Are we gonna be able to to develop those relationships? So again, thank you for highlighting that, especially when it comes from your own team too. Like sometimes we we like we don't want to let them go. We're like, oh, so uh, yeah. go I fly into the well, world. Change is hard. Exactly. Change is hard. Yeah, you know, it's scary for all of us. Some people deal with change better than others, but I think change is scary for all of us. And jumping mm -hmm. into something new is scary sometimes too, yeah. Yeah. you know, but I think that we all have to take like three deep breaths and recognize that the world is an ever changing atmosphere and we can't do anything about that. So we have to learn to adapt. Yeah. And I do want to say, I'm so inspired by what you were saying about your podcast and how you started it because <laughs> It is absolutely my goal and my dream to start my own, but I have been a little bit intimidated. So it's really here. It's really inspiring to hear what you guys had to say about how you started yours. Do so it. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, absolutely. That. Absolutely. The, Gina, the crowd was going crazy. They they agree with you. I'm just saying. Uh, Gina, yeah. this is an open <laughs> this is an open invitation. Any questions that you may have about starting your own podcast, please 
let us know. We will be, <laughs> you know, extremely uh, honored you. and excited to to help yeah. you out. That'll be incredible. Yeah, I know. I know, Fonsi, you have a super awesome question. Can I can I ask something real quick? Because I've been dying to uh, ask this yes. since Gina <laughs> said. Okay, Go Gina, ahead. here's here's the thing. So, um, a lot of the questions that our audience might have, and that you know, even us might have, you know, this is something that we've been exploring. It's like, how do we connect the content into profit, right? And that, that's basically what we do with our platforms as well. But I'm very interested to the side of the story when you came out and you literally cold cold or cold visited not cold like kind of warm your hotels and you were like hey this is a new opportunity kind of shifting perspective right sometimes we hear no's and we're like or oh, you say i know and then that doesn't mean that there's an opportunity for later right and in the past month or so we've had a similar experience where we've been going back to different people with new options and different things that, that we offer in in our business right so what are some systems and, and do you have a framework one on on how do you go about those relationships and reaching out right because that takes pelotas right going out and be like hey by the way here here i am like this is what i do right this is what i offer let's do something together right and and then on the creativity side what follows like what is some things that you've used along your career to kind of develop those relationships and 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 grow your business i think that my first piece of advice is if you are a person that is afraid of cold calling, and I completely understand, everybody has a network even if they don't know they have it. I think we have to get into the headspace and and I think especially as women, sometimes it can be hard to ask for things. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But I think it is enormously important to look at the people you're friends with. Just start with your inner circle. Ask your family, ask your friends. If you are trying to get in touch with somebody or a brand or a connection or, or what have you, a client, mm -hmm. start with the people that you know that already love you because they're already going to want to help you. Um, grab that low-hanging fruit. Ask your brother, your sister, your best friend, hey, do you know anybody in the fashion world? Hey, do you know anybody in politics? I'm trying to make this connection. Do you know anybody at the Ritz Carlton hotel? I yeah. think you'll surprise yourself how many people, you know, and the people they know that you just might not be aware of. So I know with sales and building your brand, it can be very intimidating for some people because they're like, I'm just going to call this business up and say what, and this, that, and the other. I also think that you have to really think about who you are, what your brand is, what you're trying to accomplish. Mm. And the most important thing is what can you offer these clients? Mm. Then to follow up with the create with the creativity portion of the question, put together a killer deck, not too wordy, not too many pages, really hammering that point home, mm. who you are, what you offer and what you can bring to the table for that business or that contact or whomever. If you're not going to them with something that you feel that they need from you, if you're only coming to these clients saying, well, I need you, I want to do this, I'm passionate about it, that's where you might start to get a little bit of rejection. Mm -hmm. I think those are all strong qualities, but you have to say, I'm so passionate about this, you know, I'm so excited to work with you, and here's why. I can offer you this, I can offer you this, I can offer you this, I've got a network of XYZ. Yeah. Lead with the options and the ideas that you feel that you can bring to the table and really don't be afraid to ask the people around you, coworkers, family members, friends, 
about who they know and who they'd be willing to introduce you to because those interpersonal relationships open so many doors. And I think the last thing I'll end on is if you are going out to brands or clients or what have you, follow up on your promises. Yes. And always say thank you. If you meet with a potential client and it doesn't work out, send a thank you card, send a little thank you token. And if you are leaning on friends, clients, colleagues, what have you, to make those introductions, send thank you cards, send a little gift, send a you know $10 Starbucks card, whatever. Gratitude will get you so far in this business. And I truly mm. feel it is an element that is so forgotten. People get into the hustle and the connection and this, that, and the other. Mm. But people are so much more inclined to do more for you if they feel as though you are grateful for the thing that they did initially. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. You know, in the copywriting world, uh, we, I often hear the kind of like the acronym is WIFT, which is what's in it for them, right? Like just yes. just talk about what's in it for them because everybody wants to know, right? It's like, okay, what's in this for me? What I'm getting out of this for, for me? And I think that's a great way to open certain doors. But I think the follow up to that is what you mentioned about being grateful, right? And I think most people... Everything is so fast paced right now. Like even relationships, it's like relationships express like, oh, let me hit you up on Instagram. No, okay, let me go on to the next person and the <laughs> next person. And then you forget, like you already had a conversation with this person. Be th is thankful for it, right? It, maybe they pointed out to you that you needed to do X, Y, and C and you're like, oh, okay, cool. And then you just moved on. And if we're grateful, that might open doors for new opportunities too. Because it might be like, you know what? This might not be for me, but I know of somebody now. And you're tapping into new networks. I love how you see that. It's kind of like a spider web, right? Like every node is like a new, you're tapping into new sides of it. And it's so impressive. And I think this goes hand in hand with the question that I wanted to ask, which was what has been the role of relationships? Like what has been the role that relationships have played in your own personal business? Relationships are the fundamental key to my business. I don't think I'd have a business without relationships, sincerely. And I was very fortunate when I was first getting started. One of my first hospitality jobs was at the Mondrian Hotel with Ian Schrager. Mm -hmm. And it was at a time that Sky Bar on Sunset Boulevard was the hardest nightclub to get into. It was practically impossible. It was owned by Cindy Crawford's husband, um, Randy Gerber. Mm -hmm. And I started working there. So I had the power to get people into Skybar. Mm. And I utilized that to my benefit <laughs> as much as I possibly Absolutely. could. We did a huge famous Halloween party that was, this is pre-cell phones with cameras. So you can imagine what was going on. People yeah. were kind of going nuts and wild and crazy, which was a very <laughs> good time. Um, but, you know, I could get people dinner reservations at Asia Cuba. I could help them get discounted room rates i could get them into sky bar parties so i really utilized those those cards in my hand to get people to take meetings with me and and do favors for people that's the thing you know my mom's coming into town can you hook me up with a great hotel rate yes and i wouldn't just i always sort of compare it to when you throw a rock in a pond you can look at the splash or you can look at the ripples yeah So if I did a favor for somebody or I did an event with somebody or I made a connection with somebody, it's not enough just to make that first initial contact. You have to 
build these relationships, remember mm. birthdays. If somebody's having a baby, send them a note. Like you have to be personally invested and take the time to feed and nourish those relationships and cultivate them as they go. And I think it's absolutely worth the time and it's worth the energy because I'm the first one to admit if I didn't have relationships, I wouldn't have a business, period. Yeah. Wow. These are the type of things they should be teaching at school. Let me tell you. They, they, agree. They should oh, be I teaching. Agree. Yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, relationships management, pretty much, 101, right? Like, remember <laughs> birthdays. Uh, remember names. That is huge. Like, how many times have you go to a party or something and, like, shake someone's hand and then turn on and it's like... Two minutes later, it's like, what was their name again? And they're talking, and, and you're just thinking, oh, no, what is their name? And you're not listening to them, right? Yeah. So many important factors that can have such a positive effect in yeah. in your life, in your business, however you put it, right? Um, we could, well, we could, in mind, too, uh, just to intersect your own. Oh, sorry, I didn't interrupt you. Oh, no, no, you're good. As people, we all want to feel valued. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes people walk away from their careers feeling like, I don't feel valued. I don't. I don't feel appreciated. I don't. And my best piece of advice is to ask yourself if you're having one of those moments, but who have you made feel valued today? Mm. Because we can't get the things that we're not giving. Yeah. And that is what a relationships are about. You can't look at the relationships. And I think this goes for personal relationships or professional relationships. It can't just be about what you're getting out of it. You have to offer something up to these people as well, whether that's inviting them to a mixer or, you know, helping them with, like I said, a, a room reservation or a dinner, whatever it is that you can offer them. Yeah. Business advice, whatever. It ha They have to feel like you're as invested in them Yeah. for them to be invested in you. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, this is so great. Gina, let me tell you, <laughs> I, I, I recently started following this guy. I think his name is Nick Gray. Um, and I think he's known for having incredible groups of friends, right? Like people that are like pretty high end over there. And I was like, I'm looking at his Instagram and all I can, I, all I can think is how do you make friends like this? Right. I like, I love my friends. Don't get me wrong. I love my friends. But <laughs> of course, I want to, you know, make new friends and make new connections and, you know, get to know important people as well and learn from them. So I, I've been thinking all this time, how do you go and connect with this type of people? Right. And I'm asking you, do you have any advice for connecting with people that you look up to uh, and might be a little challenging maybe to establish a relationship with them on on the terms of, you know, whiffed, what's in it for them. Right. I think that if you're really interested in making connections with people, you have to look at the community that the community that they're involved in. So one great way to do this is through charity work. Mm. If you love LeBron James and you want to be somehow connected to LeBron James, LeBron James is involved in a ton of, of different charitable organizations. So align yourselves with one of those, you yeah. know, and you'll be around like-minded individuals yeah. that are passionate about the same things as you are, because clearly there's some through line that brought you all to that charitable organization as yeah. an example. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you're interested in podcasting, you know, in my, in my situation where I'm, considering starting a podcast, I've started to look on Facebook groups. I've started mm. to look, you know, at different little communities of women that are podcasting that I can join and make those connections. Yeah. But again, you have to be 
engaging. Nobody's going to engage with you if you're not going to engage with them. So sure. there's always a work through. Yeah. Um, and I'm just very, very passionate about politics and I'm very passionate about giving back. And mm. so I've met incredible contacts through nonprofit work and charity work. Um, it's a really great way to expand your horizons and expand your reach while doing something wonderful for the world. Yeah. And once you get into a room with like-minded individuals, especially under the the umbrella of helping, by nature, people that are involved in charity work are interested in helping and giving back. Yeah. So if you can make connections through that, they're going to want to give back to you too. Oh. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. That is such yeah. good advice. Thank yeah, you so much. We've been getting warnings. Oh, you're so welcome. Uh, <laughs> I, and I think we're going to have to do like a part two because we didn't yeah. really dive in into your superpower, which is creativity. And, mm. I, and, I, and I love the way that the conversation went like today. So again, open invitation. You're more than welcome to, to join us in the live show for part two. Yeah. Uh, and get the I, full the get, full content this prospect experience <laughs> live I experience. would love that you guys have been amazing and look at us we've already expanded our network by three yes that's right, that's right. absolutely we, <laughs> we've been saying lately that it's not a you know what is it that they call it the six degree of separation it's like now it's two degree of separation and, and you yeah. know you, you never know and, and it's it's incredible right so mm -hmm. you know I want to say it thank is. you so much for coming on to the show today for sharing those incredible values those stories so for part two we could talk creativity and we actually have to tell your story of uh, your baby in the Oscar party. In, uh, so, <laughs> yes. so we're going to leave that hook there uh, for people to request it. And then, you know, what is one action point for, you know, younger entrepreneurs, people that are starting their businesses, maybe, you know, younger as in like brand new to entrepreneurship that they want to go tackle the world and, and go publish and share their message. What is something that you would recommend for them to do today to start getting that momentum? My recommendation would be really sit down and create a brand that is has a clear message and you should be a part of that brand because if you don't know who you are or what you're trying to sell, people that are receiving your message aren't going to receive it clearly. Yeah. So I would suggest every single day sitting down and making a list of what your brand is about, what your brand messaging is, who you are, and one person, one new person a day that you can connect with. Love it. Yes. I love that action point. Do you mind if I add a little something in there? I'd love it if you'd add something. I, and it's actually something that you said before. I, I, I just love this. I actually want people to think about who have you made feel valuable today. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Gina, where, um, where can people find you? Where can people connect with you? I am on Instagram at, at Gina Wade Creative, and I am on Facebook at www.facebook.com backslash Gina Wade Creative. Those are the best two ways. I just started a TikTok account. It's at Gina Wade Creative, but I haven't posted anything yet. I'm still trying to figure out my TikTok vibe. But <laughs> Love we, it. we post a lot of content on Instagram, and my website is GinaWadeCreative.com. Awesome. Gina, I'm going to follow you on Instagram, too. We're going to connect there as oh, well. Oh, good. Yeah. I'll follow you guys back. Awesome. Thank you, Gina. It has been an incredible pleasure. We're going to leave all the links right below. All you yep. got to do is scroll down, click there, connect with Gina to find out more about her and her company and what they're awesome. They're doing incredible things. So, yeah. Fonzie, good? This has been amazing, Gina. Yeah. Thank you so much. You guys are incredible. Thank you so much for having me. I truly appreciate it. And I, I'm so glad we formed our alliance and we'll, yes. we'll continue to connect and, and um, 
do great things together. Yes, I absolutely. One yes. day we're gonna have to throw an event together. Just gonna throw this out there. Yes. Yeah, the, the to Los Angeles. Yes, yes, we're gonna throw the official Continents Profit party. Ooh. Ooh, baby, let's go. That sounds good. And with that, guys, <laughs> thank you so much for tuning into the Continents Profit podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit smash that follow button on your favorite platform. That is right. And if you are inspired and ready to build more relationships. Please, please don't forget to share this episode and leave a five-star review. Thank you. Bye, guys.